giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel, and this is the very First episode of A to Z Sports Live on the brand new A to Z Sports Dallas. So first off, welcome if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the experience. Uh, the, uh, there are so many people here that are used to seeing me in a different format, but this is the brand new format we'll be doing. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get it started. And I see there's already somebody that said, why so early? Well, we want to get you guys the good Cowboys content, the good Cowboys news as early as possible. And if you miss it, right, what do we say here? Hashtag run it back. You got all day to run it back. So uh, shout out to the folks in the chat right now. Looks like we already got one hater in the building. What's up, Eastside? Yes, this is the same channel, just a different uh, brand. Um, and moving forward, this is what we'll be. So shout out to Miss Jackie in the building, Cowboys Corner. What's up, brother? Marcus Ball, the Reaper, Trauma Entertainment. That's new. That's definitely new. AC Sports Entertainment, Eastside Harrell, Stevie Mac, the Mod God, Just, Justin Boone, and A to Z Sports. That's me. <laughs> MG Style and my lady, Michelle Chesick. Welcome, everyone. And uh, I'm excited to get this thing started. I really, really am, man. And coming up on today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about whose stock is the highest coming out of eight practices, I believe it's been. Uh, for the Cowboys. We're going to take a deeper look into the new safety, Malik Hooker. Remember, I haven't had the chance to really give my opinions on Malik Hooker, the signing. Uh, we talked about it a few months back when it was between him and KZ, and we'll dive into that. We'll also dive into quarterback situation. I believe there is a situation there. Some people think we're cool. Some people think that there's a, a problem, and I'm kind of floating on that problem side, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. But first, good morning, good people on this Monday morning, last Monday without football, if that makes sense. Because finally, game week has come back to Cowboys fans. That's right. It is Hall of Fame game week, Cowboys Steelers, Thursday night, I believe like 8 p.m., all right, 8 p.m. out there in Canton, Ohio. Got a buddy that's actually going out there to cover the game. So shout out to my man, Star Conscience, on Twitter. He's going out there as media to cover the game. That's pretty damn cool. So uh, make sure you guys are uh, – we'll make sure that you guys are ratcheted up for that. And on Wednesday, we'll dive into what to watch for. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about something else. So before we dive into today's topics, I do want to introduce the soft launch of this brand new brand right in the schedule because i already see that there are some people like hey what's what's going on all right let me show you right now what's going on on mondays 
Wednesdays and Fridays, 8 a.m. Central. I, Will Skywalker Steele, will be doing A to Z Sports live in the mornings. Daily morning shows will be happening during the season, but in August, it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There'll also be daily extra point video. It says daily extra point videos, but right now it'll just be on these days. But uh, during the season, they will be daily. And then on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, A to Z primetime with Mauricio Rodriguez. He will be on the channel as well as Facebook. Facebook is very familiar with uh, Mauricio already, but we'll introduce him to the YouTube community. Uh, with that said, tomorrow I will be on with him at 8 p.m. Central. So I'll be joining Mauricio for you guys to kind of get an introduction to my man. Very smart, very young, up and coming, uh, not just podcaster, but a writer as well. Very talented writer. So make sure you guys stick around for all these happenings here on A to Z Sports Dallas, as well as check out A to Z Sports Dallas dot com for all the articles, which I will have some up there as well. Uh, thank you, Adam Hunter. He says, bro, I appreciate your content, Strictly Football, and the assessment of players. Love it. Love it. Uh, Gene Jones, so no more Sky. No, 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 no. I am still Sky, brother. Still still Sky. Still Sky. We're just taking that next step into the career. That's all. That's all that is, really, because I really want to do this. You know what I mean? So uh, Alex Soto says, you think starters will get some action? We'll talk about that on Wednesday. We'll talk about that on Wednesday, guys. Trust me, I got you. And yes, Miss Jackie, I know Mark will be there as well for media, so that's pretty cool uh, to check out. What is Robert Wallace? Though? See, you know, I'm not going to get... We'll talk about... I don't know if you're a hater there, Mr. Wallace, but uh, why would you be upset that Cowboys content creators break down every player? Huh. Weird. Nonetheless... Let's dive into the very first topic of today's episode. Camp takeaways. Whose stock is up? That's my question to you guys. You let me know in the comment section, who do you believe has the um, highest stock coming out of eight practices in Dallas? I have a feeling of a few, and I'll tell you at the end of this who I believe is the number one out of these three. But right now you have Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Ezekiel Elliott for me as in that group of uh, stock being up. And I think Micah, because he's showing off that athleticism down there, right? He's working. Here, here's what's dope about Micah Parsons. And it says that there is versatility. He can work with the DBs, dropping back. He can go up and work with the linebackers. Then he can come down, he works with the DEs. And I've even heard he's been inside some at defensive tackle just to give some different looks. He's getting his hands on the ball. Interceptions, right? Passes knocked down. He's making plays in the run game. And when we say making plays, there's only so much they can do, but he's popping. The the first round grade talent is popping, which a lot of people dismissed because he plays off ball linebacker, right? But he's not. He's not just an off ball linebacker. He's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. And I'm seeing here Maurice Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is almost a given at this point. Almost a given. Turner stock is going up, but I don't know if it'd be high enough. Yeah, yeah. Turner stock, Malik Turner, the uh, wide receiver. He's he's actually routing people up out down there, apparently. Miss Jackie says Diggs and Bossman Fat. Yeah. Then you have Ezekiel Elliott. 
I think Zeke, can you go under the radar? Can a player like Zeke be under the radar? Because I feel like he's a little bit under the radar. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. We, at least me, I wanted to see that second line, more of this second line right here, burst and quickness from Ezekiel Elliott. And you saw early on in the offseason that Zeke was going to bring that, in my opinion, in the way that he was working out. I believe it was Mike Fisher who had on his uh, his trainer. And you saw all the videos and things like that. You see the shape he's in. This is that best shape of my life time. But I feel as though this is real. I feel like the best he is in the best shape of his life. Already. Shout out to Eastside Harold for the $2 donation. But not shout out to what he said. Michael Parsons is overrated. How do you even know that? You know, that's just, you know. We, we appreciate the haters too there. But yeah, the burst and quickness on Zeke is what I wanted to see uh, in the preseason and training camp and obviously in, in the season. Because if he gets that back, folks, if he gets that back, whew, I'm still all for the two-back system. But that just that's just going to make him more efficient. Because if you think about the issues that we've had with Zeke Elliott over the last year and a half, it's really been the efficiency. It's really been the efficiency. Zeke is a good player. He's always been super talented. But due to maybe certain circumstances or, or, or maybe not being in the best shape of his life, the efficiency wasn't always there. And that's backed up by stats and by film. That doesn't mean that, that Zeke was a, a bad player. It's just that we needed to see a little bit more. And with that burst and quickness, I think you're going to see another a top five back once again, possibly the best back in the league. Ms. Jackie said, yeah, he is the, he's the under the radar that's a good thing for a breakout year. Sneak up, sneak up on them quietly. And then you have Randy Gregory. And that's where I want to really begin this show. Randy Gregory, I have up to 260 pounds because I think that's important. If you guys remember, he came into the league about 235. Seriously. I think he even said that, like 235 soaking wet. Real wiry type of guy. Three, four outside linebacker type. That's how I viewed him. That's just how I viewed Randy Gregory. And I kind of question if he can hold up against the run. I wasn't even thinking about the off-field stuff. And we'll get to that in a second. But being up to 260, now you're seeing that speed and power work together. He's always had a nice speed to power rush move. But I thought he's I think he's carrying over what he did in 2020. I saw a bigger, stronger Randy Gregory. And that's with no offseason. So imagine the, you know, in in the mental capacity he's in right now, the mental state, which is a great mental state. Imagine that lining up across from you at 260, but still has the same speed, but he's stronger. Q still says, we need 10 sacks from Gregory. I think you're going to get 10 sacks from Gregory. I think you're going to get that. Let's hop into the chat box real quick because I see this right here. Uh, Trauma Entertainment says Cowboys front office will put some respect on Randy Gregory's name this year. And then uh, Dre Gray says pay Randy right now before he gets 15 sacks. That is a conversation that's actually being had at camp right now. I think it was Dave Hellman. He mentioned something that, that I always noticed. And I always say I give the Cowboys kudos for they, usually get in front of contracts. 
Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. We've seen it happen in the past with Barry Church, Orlando Skandrick, um, Jeff Heath, Cole Beasley. These, these worked out, in my opinion. I know, I know, Jeff Heath, I know, right? But I do believe that these worked out. Then it also, you know, Miles Austin, <laughs> Roy Williams, things like that. They didn't quite. Ken Hamlin, Jay Ratliff. I mean, we're going way back, but there are times, instances where it didn't work, but I believe there's more instances where it did. And I think, Randy, this is a no-brainer, isn't it? Is this something where we're kind of, it's too much hype on Randy? I don't believe so. I believe Randy Gregory has the talent. Always has. It's always been about up here. And it sounds like he is fine. He's okay. And I, and I love his story. Now, if you go back and look at that, that graphic I had up, the last part says leadership. And that's the bit that, that right there is why I would pay Randy Gregory. Listen to I'm going to play something right quick. Listen to Randy Gregory back in, I believe it was June at minicamp. Speaking on leadership, we made a video about this, actually. But take a listen to Randy Gregory, what he had to say, what he wanted to, to prove coming into the 2021 season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, this year, I think for me, is um, really following my role on this team, not as uh, somebody that's, you know, here and then leaves for a certain amount of time, somebody that's here to stay, somebody that's, uh, you know, wants to be a leader, not only vocally, but, you know, on the field through my play. And... Um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things for me that I've always struggled with is uh, my leadership skills on and off the field. And so, um, you know, this year I'm trying to be a little bit more invested because I am one of the older guys in the group. I think me and Laura and Urban may be the three oldest guys in our D-line group. So uh, naturally I feel like guys are kind of looking at me um, for input or advice and looking at me to make a play and show people how it's done. And that's what you want to be as a player. So, um I think that's the main thing for me, you know, right now is just finding my role in this team and see how I can help, you know, help out everybody. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give it up for Randy, man. I root, for, I root for him so hard because, you know, coming back from from what he went through is a big deal, an absolute big deal, and to to hear him talk about wanting to be a a leader, wanting to to be one of those vocal guys that the young players can come to. And it's so funny because you look at Randy, you think of Randy, and he's young himself. It's not like he's this old player. He's about 28, I think. He even mentioned it. Him, Urban, and D-Law, I believe, are the oldest of the group. And and here's here's why I think it'd be great for the front office to show uh, some uh, foresight by signing Randy Gregory. D-Law's out right now. Won't be back until they get back down here in Frisco. And Randy Gregory is the guy. And it sounds like he's, he's really showing up to be that leader in the defensive line. I love the little, if you guys haven't noticed, go check out the Cowboys Twitter or, or Cowboys YouTube, whatever. And they do these fun things at the end of practice where they'll ask a question and, and, and they got to answer it or have to sing. And, and, and uh, one of them was, hey, you guys got to sing an R&B song. Randy came up to and said, man, I ain't singing an R&B song. It's about business. And then the next day they said, which guy uh, would you not let your sister date? And Randy said, I wouldn't let none of my sisters. He said, if I had a sister, I wouldn't let him date none of these schmucks. He's not, he's not here for the games, folks. He's not here for the games. He's here to come out here 
and crush quarterbacks. What's up, Ready Red? Reaper said D Law is fine. I heard they just keep they're just keeping him over safely or something. Yeah, him and I believe it's Amari Cooper. I, I don't think it's anything to get up in arms about in regards to Demarcus Lawrence. But when you hear back surgery, when you hear this is his third one, I don't care if it's a cleanup procedure, it worries you a little bit. It worries me a little bit. Um the good thing about it though is he hasn't really missed games. So I do believe he'll play. And I, and I think he'll, with Randy Gregory on the other side, with, with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, I can easily see uh, D-Law getting back to that shape, getting back to that, that elite form. Stephen Mack said, about time because we desperately need an actual leader on the D-line in last year's debacle. Yes. Yes, that's why I think we should go ahead and sign him. And speaking of the leader. He was voted on to the 14-player leadership council. And let me pull up this tweet from uh, Brianna Dix, I believe it was. Yes, it was Brianna Dix. She says, Mike McCarthy, or this is what Mike McCarthy said. He's made a huge leap, but it's just the beginning. Hell of a football player. The sky is the limit for Randy Gregory. He's been appointed to the team's leadership council. And McCarthy stressed, Gregory commands respect for what he has accomplished. I repeat, Gregory commands respect for what he accomplished or for what he has accomplished. And that's more of a testament to the man because on the field, right? He hasn't necessarily uh, been able to, to show all of his talents. He hasn't because he hasn't been able to get that shot due to suspensions for marijuana due to not being there mentally. But I believe he'll get that shot this year. I truly do believe that. Smack Nation Podcast 2.0 says Randy will have 12 sacks this year. You know, I, I saw Eastside make fun of the of the 15 sack prediction. I think you're forgetting Robert Quinn was opposite of D Law at age 30 or 31, something like that, y'all. 14 sacks. Abysmal against the run, but 14 sacks nonetheless. Call me crazy. But I think this version of Randy Gregory will be better than that version of Robert Quinn. Hear me out. That Robert Quinn was 30 years old and pretty much strictly a pass rusher at that point. Just get get to the quarterback through hell or high water. No really care against the run. He was abysmal against the run. Now, he was fantastic rushing the passer. But this man here, Randy Gregory, can do both at a very high level. And I think he's got a lot of tools. And you're seeing it. Now, I will tell you this. He, 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 did, get, he did get manhandled against Tyron Smith. That C.D. Lamb touchdown, did you see that a couple of days ago? He got manhandled. Yeah. But it's Tyron Smith. That's what he does. The CFZ says, you're not crazy for thinking that. Adrian says, plus an extra game this season. Yeah, see, see, you got that as well. And then the guy, uh, that guy says, it will take a miracle for Malik to stay healthy. We're actually going to get into Malik here in a quick second. We may have a special guest phone call. I'm waiting to see if that will come through. The Reaper says, Tyron threw Gregory five yards. Yes, he did. He did. But that happens. That That's one of those Tyron Smith specials, right? Where he allows you to, to, he uses your momentum against you and he just tosses you. Tyron Smith is an animal. If we can please, can we please get 
14 games out of Tyron Smith. That 14 regular season and then what, three or four postseason? You know what I'm saying? So just, just give me that from Tyron Smith. We'll be good to go. And Miguel says Randy is going to have a huge year. I do, I do believe so too. So that is my uh, player who I believe the stock is the highest. Who is yours out of week eight Cowboys Nation? Randy Gregory and then everybody else to me. I know C.D. Lamb is C.D. Lamb, but I just truly believe from the player standpoint and the leadership standpoint, Gregory is just out surpassing everyone. And this isn't just because of the leadership. If you listen to media members, content creators that are down there and then watch the, you know, the practice tapes that we see from Randy Gregory and listen to the coaches, he's just having a phenomenal camp. Phenomenal camp. <laughs> Adrian said, can we get a Vach war call for Tyron Smith? I don't got the war call chant for you, Vach, but I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. Yeah, Reaper, Diggs is looking good. Diggs is looking And speaking of the, second, of the secondary, let's just go ahead and kind of switch over to uh, Malik Hooker, right? <laughs> Malik Hooker was signed by the Dallas Cowboys. And back, was it three months ago when it was between KZ and Malik Hooker, one of the things I kept saying was, if it's about health, if they're both healthy, I'm Malik Hooker all day. All day. All day and tomorrow, as they say. Because if you go look at his, if you go look at his uh, tape, Malik Hooker's that guy. He's that guy. He's the prototypical center fielder in this Dan Quinn scheme. And, and I'm going to actually get some insight here in a few minutes from um, one of Malik Hooker's former teammates. If, if we get him in here on the phone and he'll tell you about Malik when he was a rook and what he saw, but what I saw, and, and this is the reason why I wanted Malik Hooker was your prototypical center fielder who can cut off passing lanes in a hurry, quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's exactly why I wanted to sign Malik Hooker when it was between KZ and Hooker. But then when it came out that the health was an issue, right? Because that's the main thing with Malik. It's not about talent. It's about health. When it came out, he just didn't check out uh, medically. It was a no-brainer. It would be DeMonte KZ. And I didn't think we'd even revisit Malik Hooker. I didn't. The Reaper says, has Hooker even practiced yet? Very lightly. Very, very lightly. It hasn't been full-blown. CFZ, Sky, are you drinking the Kool-Aid that Dallas will be a completely better better team from all positions? Not drinking any Kool-Aid. Of, 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 the only Kool-Aid I'm drinking is offensively. Does that mean I'm pessimistic defensively or pessimistic about this team? Absolutely not. I'm just, listen, I'm not even making the Kool-Aid yet. I'm not making a Kool-Aid for Malik Hooker. I haven't gotten the ingredients or nothing. I'm drinking tea. I'm healthy. I'm being healthy right now. I got to watch what my sugar intake because I took too much sugar in over the last few years with the Cowboys and it's just giving me some heart issues. So I'm, I'm being healthy right now. And then when things, when I see things in preseason, right, you see more of camp, then we'll, we'll start making the Kool-Aid. But that doesn't mean, uh, I, you know, hey, if you're a Kool-Aid drinker, cool. If you're, we're going to the Super Bowl, 
I say this all the time. We need fans like that. But we also need fans like me that say, wait a minute. Let's take a look at this thing here. Let's evaluate. Let's add some context to certain things. Let's be excited. But let's be cautiously optimistic. And let's be real. A lot of moving, a lot of moving parts. And, and the Cowboys have to see that. Our fans have to see that. Brian said, good morning, was, surpri- was surprised by the alert name. <laughs> I was like, who is this? Yeah, that's going to be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, gauging that's going to be a bit of a change for a lot of the, uh, the normal YouTube uh, subscribers is seeing the name change. But get on board with it. Ed Disease Sports Dallas, get on board with it, guys. T-Town Crew says, hopefully Malik understands his body and really focusing on how to work out. I don't even know if that is going to matter, though. I, I truly don't. I don't I don't know if that's going to matter about him focusing and, and learning how to, you know, how to work out because they get these are professional athletes. They know how to work out. All right, let's see here. DB, I got you. Let me get you in here, DB. DB, I got you. What's going on, man? First off, let me introduce you to the to the chat right here. This is Darius Butler on the phone here. Shout out to Darius Butler, nine-year NFL vet of the Panthers, the Pats, and the Colts, and the co-host of the Man to Man podcast, which is one of the best podcasts out there, guys. Make sure y'all check that out. And former teammate of Malik Hooker. What's going on, DB? Hey, man, not too much, man. Get in there. How's it going with you, man? Uh, uh, it's good, man. I appreciate you calling in, brother. I really do. No problem. Appreciate you having me. You enjoying the new gig? I am definitely enjoying it. I'm enjoying it down here, man. If you get down here, hit me up, man. I will do. will do. And like I told you before, if uh, if Pat McAfee is out, make sure he puts you back in that seat. You killed it the other day. <laughs> I, I had fun. I enjoyed it, man. I got to start my own show, my daily show. Absolutely you do, man. Take that man-to-man pie. Go full, full blown with it. For sure, for sure. Definitely, man. All right, listen, DV, you were – a teammate of Malik Hooker's, correct? Back when he first came in into uh, the NFL. Yep. What What was Malik like as a player in that locker room and film room? Oh, uh, you know, uh, he came in. Uh, obviously, he was a rookie my last year. So Malik, and this is how the league works. So Malik, um, you know, was actually drafted to replace me my ninth year. You know, I moved over to free safety, and then um, you know that following draft, I believe, the 2017 draft. Um, you know, Malik was slotted to be, uh, you know, a top 10 um, pick, you know, probably one of the first defensive players off the board, and he ended up slipping to us. Um, so we took him, and, um, you know, just even coming out of college, just seeing his film, like the range, um, the, the things he was able to do at his size, the ability to cover ground, his ball skills, um, you, you know, it was a rare combination uh, that you saw with a player, uh, not even that young, but just period. So he, does, he did some special things. And, I, and off the field, you know, in the locker room, um, he's a quiet guy. Uh, like I said, young rookie. So at that time, things were moving so fast. You're trying to learn and, and soak up as much game as possible. And uh, he was always very uh, coachable. Um, you know, always had, had had his ears open, listening, eyes open, watching, paying attention. And um, that was something you didn't see as much, um, you know, on my way out with the younger guys mm. who had, you know, high draft slots. But uh, he always remained humbled and, um, you know, remained as fun. So I can't wait to see what he does out there in Dallas, man. Yeah, neither can Cowboys Nation. Now, you were the veteran oh, yeah. at the time out there, like you said, uh, with the Colts when y'all drafted Malik Hooker. 
And now he's he's somewhat of a veteran <laughs> for the Cowboys in a yep. DB room that really doesn't have that voice. Um, did you see some type of veteran lead, not veteran leadership skills, but some leadership skills from a young Malik Hooker, or, or was he you know under your wings and uh, maybe some other veteran wings uh, in uh, Indianapolis? Well, yeah, we had we had uh, you know some vets in the room, you know me, Vontae, and some other guys in the room. Um, so at the time, you know, he didn't really need to be a leader within that room. But um, he, he had uh, Malik, uh, Quincy, Nate, and I believe Kenny Moore. Uh, Nate Harrison and Kenny Moore were all in the same, uh, you know, rookie draft class. And you can see him, uh, you know, leading those guys. And I've been in contact, still been working with Malik, um, you know, throughout his other three years in uh, Indy. So uh, where he became and got thrust early on into that leadership role because he was the guy um, pretty early on with the most snaps under his belt. So, um, and it's the defense that he's comfortable in. It's a very similar defense to the one he ran in Indy. So uh, I can't wait to see him, you know, get back out there healthy. That's going to be the biggest challenge for Malik is is staying healthy. You know, he's been banged up uh, these last few years. And uh, obviously that's something, you know, you can't control as a player, but he's doing everything in his power, you know, off the field as far as having a regimen. And um, you know, getting into a certain routine off the field to take care of himself. So that's going to be his biggest challenge, though. But if he stays healthy, man, he should be a special, special player. Um, you know, in Quinn's system. Then we'll talk about Quinn's scheme here in a quick second. But put you on the spot here, healthy Malik Hooker. Where would you put him in tiers of safeties? I mean, to healthy. When you talk about a, a safety that can do what he can do um, in the deep part of the field. I mean, he's top tier. You know, you've had guys who have, who have actually you know, produced, you know, year in, year out. Simmons and, and, you know, Jesse Bates is kind of getting his recognition as he part of the field. Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, you got those are, are, you know, I feel like the best guys. But, um, you know, right under that, I think Malik is there. And if he remains healthy and can stay healthy for a 17-game season, I mean, he could easily be in that top tier of uh, players. Cowboys Nation likes to hear that. Now, as a guy that played, you played the single high at some point in the center fielder. Can you explain to the fans what that role and responsibility uh, would be like in a Dan Quinn type of scheme? Um, you you got to make sure guys are lined up. Uh, you got to be a good communicator. Um, you 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 have to have other uh, good players around you as well, and just knowing you know you're different. Where 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 are the weaknesses in these coverages? In these zone coverages, if I'm a man to man. You know where are my matchups? Who should I lean to? Who do I need to help? And um, you know, if you have, if you have to have a guy who has good anticipation skills, who has you know very good speed and cover ground, and uh, and can make plays. And uh, they got they went drafted Michael Parsons, you know, early in the draft. Um, drafted uh, I can't think of, was it Jabril Cox in the fourth yep, round, yep. I believe. Um, you know, got Kelvin Joseph who should play. Went outside my guy KB, who a lot of people aren't familiar with yet, Kyron Brown. Um, uh, out of Akron, so um, they added some pieces there, and um, you know they just got it. It all got to come together in that type of defense, just like you see with the Colts. The better the pass rush up front, and then the guys yeah. are on the same page in the second level, it makes it easier for that deep safety, you know, to clean up uh, everybody's mess and uh, make plays on that ball. Now you got real excited about was a Kyron Brown. I don't know much about him. Can you give us some insight on on Brown? Oh, just an athlete, competitive athlete. My brother went to uh, my brother Denzel Butler played with him at Akron. So um, he, he came. He was um, I think he signed with the Jets coming out and uh, dealt with some injuries. But when he's healthy, 
Um, and, you know, it, it's a big learning curve going from Akron to the NFL. But, you know, he I think the more reps, he's one of those guys, the more reps he gets under his belt, um, you know, the better player he's going to get. And he has all the skills. He has the right mindset. You know, I've worked with him in the offseason. So uh, I'm excited for him to get some chances out there this preseason as well. Yeah, I think Brown, Kennedy, and uh, Hooker are the three kind of new additions that the Cowboys are getting back this year that are playing pretty well, not Hooker, but the other guys are playing pretty well right now at camp. So having this preseason game this week and, and the coming weeks, I think it's going to be exciting to see if those guys can get their footing in Dallas. Um, real quick, though, before I get you out of here, let them know where they can find you uh, in regards to your man-to-man pie and your DB, everything. Okay, yeah, so um, on Monday and Thursdays, um, 11 and 12, me and uh, Antoine Bethea, the 14-year um, NFL vet, we, we run the man-to-man pod, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, pretty open discussion. We have a lot of fan interaction um, throughout the show. Like I said, it's Monday and th- Thursday, uh, 11 to 12 Eastern time, um, and that's on YouTube, and then it goes up as a pod um, on all the major uh, platforms, the man-to-man pod, and then everything DB. I'm going to get back into that um, with this season getting closer. But uh, that's when I dig into kind of the, 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 the devil in the details of the defense, you know, the secondary, the, the second level, the linebacker, pass rush, all of it. So if you're a fan who loves football, want to be more, you know, entertaining and uh, educated on the game, scheme-wise, you know, tap into that everything, being everything on YouTube. And then, um, you know, my main social is Darius J. Butler on Twitter and um, Instagram. Yes, that everything DB is is everything, guys. Seriously, uh, if you're a, uh, a student of the game, man, he breaks it down from every little detail, and I think it's awesome, man. I bring you bring you right into the meeting room. That's right. That's right. Hey, appreciate you giving me a few minutes, DB. No problem. Appreciate you for having me. Yep. Take care, brother. Yep. That was Darius Butler of the Man and Man Pod, and uh, that was the surprise guest I wanted to bring you guys uh, bring in here to kind of give us some insight on Malik Hooker. I thought he said some some great things about Malik. Some of the things that I thought added up from the film that I saw. A playmaker. Range. Very rangy as a player. But that was awesome, man. I appreciate DB for coming through. Um, hopefully, I get him back on on here uh, at some point. Reg- on air as, as a video, not just phone. But I wanted him to call in because I wanted a few minutes of his time. He's got a show coming up. On the Man to Man Pod, so go check that out. And seriously, follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, he's a good follow on there. Thank you, Texas Tycoon. He says, welcome to Texas. Ready Red says, DB with the fire. As always, man. As always, he keeps it a bean. Real. Keeps it real. Some people have a bean. <laughs> but back to Malik Hooker, y'all. Back to Malik Hooker. I got some stats here that back up him being a very good safety when he plays. In 2018 and 2019, those were his best two seasons because those those were the two seasons he played the most. Uh, 2019, he played 600-plus snaps, and in 2018, it was 800-plus snaps. And in 2018, which was his best statistical year, he was one of, in fact, he was borderline elite as a cover safety regards to PFF. And I talked to my man, uh, Matt, Matt O, Professor O, I said, there's certain things on PFF that I'm okay with, but there's other things I'm like, I got to trust my eyes more and I have to see what adds up. And that cover grade adds up to me. The 80, I believe it was 81.2. It added up. 
He was targeted over those two years, 27 times, only gave up 17 receptions in two years. And a lot, and not a lot, some of those really weren't on Malik. <laughs> they were just, he's in the area. Because that's what a lot of safeties, their responsibility is to play in area, is to play deep. Don't let anything behind you. So if something's in front of you, they catch it, you'll get, you'll get dubbed for that uh, reception. But if the guy is healthy, I, I'm with DB. He's a tier two type of talent. You can't put him at tier one yet until we see it. We have to see it. Shout out to Justin Churchill. He says, Justin from A to Z, KC here. Keep it up, bro. The brand is growing super fast. <laughs> Indeed it is. Indeed it is. I'm telling you guys, by the end of the year, the the, the plan is to have A to Z be a part of your mornings, your afternoons, and your evenings. Just like every other cowboy uh, media that you take in. We want to be a part of your cowboy days. BJ Nick's in the building. Star Game Podcast. Make sure y'all check BJ out. B- BJ, listen, BJ need to be doing this. For real, for real. We got to link up, BJ. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in uh, Texas now. Uh, Joseph says, can we please drop DB's YouTube link in the chat? Can my guy Stevie Matt, can you do that for me, please? Drop the man-to-man pod in the chat, please. Let's give DB some love for coming through. Um I'm going to try to get Wednesday another another special guest for a quick few, few minutes, few minutes on some of the guys leading into the Steelers game. We'll get a few. So, question guys, should Malik Hooker start? Yes or no? I'm going to be simple with it. Yes. Here's why. He's healthy right now. KZ's healthy right now. What did I say at the top of this? If healthy, give me Malik Hooker. Now, the probability of Malik getting hurt seems to be high. I mean, if we're just being real. So, I don't mean to sound, I don't mean to say it like this, but ride it to the wheels fall off type thing. I said it with Tyron. Get the most out of Malik Hooker now. Get the most out of him, and you still have KZ. If I can get 11 to 12 games out of Malik Hooker, and I can get 14 games out of KZ, I think you're good. I think you're good. And there's there's uh, the Man to Man Pod YouTube link, so make sure you guys go subscribe. When Hooker was signed, I had to think, well, why did we do that? But it didn't take me, it didn't take me that much longer to come up with the answer. Who's behind KZ? Darian Thompson, Israel Mukwamu. I think that Parker cat's still here. Not a lot of depth. It's, it's not a lot of depth. In fact, I believe J. Ron Curse was getting some looks over at free, and just not a lot of depth there. For a, we don't, we really, or we, the Cowboys truly do not have that center fielder Oppo. Of uh, Wilson. They don't. Besides KZ. I'm saying behind KZ. They don't have that. In fact, they didn't, they didn't have a player like Malik Hooker last year. And that's including Dono. And I love Donovan Wilson. I look at Donovan Wilson, however, as a heat-seeking missile. A guy I want around the box. A guy I want coming forward. A guy I want using his instincts to, to, to be a thumper. Not a cover guy. 
I think Malik Hooker will be your best cover safety on the team right now. The CFZ said, uh, yes, at strong safety. Donovan Wilson got the look free safety on. I, I think you got that backwards, CFZ. Right? I, I think you got that backwards. Don't you want Dono at strong safety? And you want Hooker at free? Because, uh, uh, you know, if you look at Malik Hooker in the run game, that's really not his department. Hooker around, you don't want Hooker around the box. In fact, he doesn't really play around the box. Most of his snaps, he played less than, I think, 70 snaps each year of those two seasons. He played over 600 in the box. Rika says, I love this 8 a.m. when Sky's on. I'll be tuning in after the iced coffee, but before I pick a playlist for the day, shout out to you, Miss Rika. Move the chains. BJ said, completely agree, Sky. I feel so much better depth-wise at safety once we add a hooker. Yeah, it was concerning. I mean, after the draft, we were kind of like, oh, cool. We, you know, McQuamu, 6'4", that's fun, right? You got the rookie camps and things like that. But once you get to the dog days of camp, you're like, wait a minute. What if KZ goes down? There's, there's really no debt back there. And, and Hooker was an exceptional talent on the market because of injury. That's why. And Paul says, your Hooker highlights show uh, just showed the vision Malik has from CF. Uh, yes, from center field. That, that's why I always believed he was the guy healthy. I'm excited. I'm starting to get, I'm not sipping no cool. I ain't even getting the ingredients. I'm just excited for the possibility of a healthy Malik Hooker. I'm a, I'm a former safety, so it's funny because boss used to, boss when I told boss this, he was like, oh, it makes sense why you're so involved, invested in safety. I am because I hate the fact that the Cowboys did not address this position seriously enough over the last two decades. They still haven't, really. We're, we're, we're hoping on a prayer. Malik Hooker stays healthy. Hoping on a prayer, Demonte Casey's a guy, but these are just one-year fixes that if they have this amazing um, season, are the Cowboys going to pay up? So, yes, I am I, I'm excited for the possibility of a hooker and KZ. Already said KZ looks like a high school player. I mean, he he broke on some some plays down there in camp. I can't speak on it personally, just from what I saw. You know, it looked like he's coming around and coming around rather well. Uh, it's just that there's no one behind him. <laughs> so the Cowboys have to bring in competition. And that's that's hard turn real quick. Speaking about competition, let's let's hard turn real quick and um, talk about this Dak situation. It's really not a Dak situation, really. It's really not Dak, but I'll ask this question to you guys. Dak injury. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Let me know in the chat. Big deal, little deal, no deal on the Dak strain, not throwing. It's an injury, even though it's more of a kind of a management type of thing. But nonetheless, it is an injury. I may shock you on my answer, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. And before that, I look at some of these chats here. Justin says, while the Falcons defense was suspect at times, KZ made great plays for the entire tenure there with flashes of great potential. Stay tuned, Justin, to the Extra Point video today. I think I'm going to touch more on the individual performances under Dan Quinn there because as a whole it never quite came together but if you really go look he had some individual success 
Adrian Padilla, little deal. BJ Nix, no deal till it becomes a deal. <laughs> Joseph Sandberg, no deal. Stevie Mac, lukewarm deal. That guy, little deal. T-Town. Let's get over here to the chat so you guys can see this real quick. T-Town, uh, no, little deal. Reginald, not worried about Dak. I'm not worried about the injury, but I still hope they address the backup situation. There we go. There we go. I'm going to shock y'all, I guess, then. Big deal. Yep. Yep. I think it's a big deal. And it has nothing to do with Dak Prescott. <laughs> so that's where, see, I got you a little bit right there. I got you a little bit. It's not really Dak that I'm worried about. The injury is 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 minor. It's just, like I said, manageable, all that good stuff. But here's why it's a big deal, guys. The backup situation was never addressed. And what this injury has allowed us to do, or allowed the Cowboys to do, or no, I'll say us, is to evaluate the backup quarterback position appropriately. Not based off of one game. Because let's be real. One game from Ben DiNucci. One game from Garrett Gilbert. No one cares about Cooper Rush. You've got three quarterbacks who've never won a game in the NFL. And the, this guy right here has the most pass attempts. Actually, I don't even think he has the most pass attempts. I think Didn't Ben DiNucci throw like 50 times against the Eagles for, for whatever reason? Nonetheless, Garrett Gilbert, 44 career pass attempts. That, that worries me. That, that worries me. And again, it's, a, it's not a big deal for Dak's actual injury, but what, what this has allowed us to do is to evaluate what actually is really behind him. Now, there's been times in camp where Gilbert and Danucci have looked awful, but there's been times in camp where Gilbert and Danucci have looked serviceable. But I'm not comfortable going into the 2021 season with these guys not being tested. Actually, let's just be real. Without, with Garrett Gilbert not being tested, I don't believe Ben DiNucci is ready. For whatever reason, though, he seems to be a pet cat or project of Mike McCarthy, so he's probably going to stick around. And that's okay. He's a seventh-round pick from JMU. He's likely not going to be ready in year one, year two. So let him kind of get it together. But a lot of people had been on the Garrett Gilbert train. And I'm not mad at you. He had a gutsy performance against the Steelers. But that's what it was, right? It was gutsy. It, it wasn't great. It's Gilbert or Bust currently. And that's what scares me, Knicks, is that it's Gilbert, a guy with 44 career pass attempts, a guy that we are praising for a 21, for going, let me look at the stats here, 21 for 38, 243 yards, one touchdown, one interception. At the time, you, you tried hard. You, you, you know, you really tried, Garrett Gilbert, and I got to give it to you. And honestly, I would have liked to see you get more rep, repetition uh, over was it Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, moving forward. So we're not going to this situ- going into this situation. That's one of the things that kind of irked me about the uh, Mike McCarthy last year is going back to Andy Dalton. The season was lost, Coach. Find out if Garrett Gilbert is worth keeping around because you you weren't keeping Andy Dalton, right? Why would you do that? 
unless you were like, you know what? We're not keeping Andy Dalton. We're also not going to keep Garrett Gilbert. We're going to go get an entirely new, different backup quarterback. Then cool. Let's do that, right? Let's, let's go out and get one. It didn't happen. They brought back Cooper Rush and <laughs> then Ben DiNucci and Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. So Jacob says Blake Bortles is available. I mean, we talked about this briefly on Friday. I am you know, Blake Bortles, whatever, right? RG3, whatever. I'm more so looking at possible trades. Y'all throw me some names out there. I'll throw you one that Stevie Mack brought out. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I really would like something like Gardner Minshew to back up Dak Prescott. Trauma said Gilbert flash potential, but only in a break glass in case of emergency situation. Absolutely. And that's why, Trauma, I'm kind of reserved. I am reserved on the, the Garrett Gilbert thing. It was fun in 2020 when it happened. And we're like, man, let's get, let's get GG in there. Let's get old double G in there. Because what do we have to lose now? With the offense that's coming back, Dak's healthy. If he has to go down for two, three games, wait a minute now. It was a different situation back then. Back then, we knew Dak wasn't coming back. Now, I, you know, as a cow, as a Cowboy fan and covering the Cowboys, I want to see the Cowboys succeed. I don't know that that's the case if you have a Garrett Gilbert as the quarterback without any competition. So my whole thing is bringing competition. Uh, I, I, yeah, Bortles is not, he's not it for me. Uh, but but nonetheless, let them come in here and compete. Let's see if you guys threw some other names out here. Nick Foles keeps getting thrown out there, guys. But isn't Nick doesn't Nick Foles have a massive contract? I don't think that's I don't think you can do that. They'd have to cut him, right, John? They'd have they'd have to cut him. Colt McCoy. Oh yeah, I would rather call, you know I would bring in Colt McCoy. Let him compete with Garrett Gilbert. I would like to see that competition. I would like to see that competition. Trade for RG3. I don't believe RG3 is on a team, so there would be no need to trade for him. That guy. So we talked about RG3 on Friday. Bring up, Listen, I'm all for bringing in some washed-up guys to push Garrett Gilbert because it's about competition. It's not, it's not about really being right. That's interesting, BNB. That is an inter- interesting name right there, Joe Flacco. I would love to Tyrod Taylor was my choice. Mark Felix in the off season, but you look at backup quarterback money. He got paid, paid. He got paid, paid. I'll give you one. Former Dallas Cowboy. Matt Moore. Isn't he still out there? Somebody find that out for me. Hey, Flacco is on the Eagles. Matt Moore. Was it Matt Moore who came in for the Chiefs? I want to say it was Matt Moore. I want to say it was Matt Moore who came. He's still a free agent. So, so who who was the quarterback that came in for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and led them to victory when Pat Mahomes went down? He's still a free agent. <sighs> mm. Wayne B says Foles base salary is four million, a small price for a good backup. It's only four million. Seriously, I thought he was. I thought he was approaching a, almost twenty million dollars. Moore's a free. You know that's the stuff that bugs me. So everyone is telling me Moore's a free agent. Chad Henney. I think it was Moore. C.J. Beathard, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky's not going to be the guy. 
C.J. Beathard, that is interesting. I would bring C.J. Beathard in to push. Yeah, I would do that. I would totally do that. So BNB said Chad Henney was a guy, so it wasn't Matt Moore. That's a, Throw that guy in there too. Chad Henney. You, you need someone to come in here and you need to push Garrett Gilbert. That's my whole point. That's why I believe the Dak injury in of itself, the actual injury is not a big deal, but the ramifications of a potential injury makes this a big deal. Is that too much? Is that is that too much of a... <laughs> I'm sending y'all into the twilight. <laughs> Brian said they all... Listen, they are not great quarterbacks. Neither is Garrett Gilbert. The point is to bring someone in here to push him. Bring someone in here so we can have a, a real feel of, uh, of a quarterback competition behind Dak Prescott in case he goes down. Because it's not about, hey, if Dak goes down for 10 games or a season, it, it, that's a wrap. It doesn't really matter. You'd have to have a Nick Foles type of year, which was a, a magical run. You'd have to have Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. That, that'd be nice. A guy like him. But I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a guy that can come in and win me. I'm looking for an Alex Smith type guy. Come in, win me three games if need be. Four games if need be. That's all. That's all. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here in a quick second. Let me get through some more of these comments here. Joseph said, uh, yes, you sent us to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I, knew I'd, I knew I'd mess y'all up with that. I knew that, That's why I asked that question. Because all y'all were going to say no deal or a little deal. But it was deeper than that. A massive deal. If he goes down. Just don't want a statue at backup. Ready Red says. That's always been my thing. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. I always felt like your backup quarterback should resemble your starter in certain ways. Not necessarily talent, right? But in skill set. What they bring to the table. So for me, with the Cowboys having a mobile type of quarterback in Dak Prescott. Always felt... You should have a backup quarterback who can move so you don't have to switch the playbook up immensely. And we saw that happen with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton comes in the game. Granted, he's not a statue per se, but you almost all but eliminate RPOs. You almost all but eliminate running your quarterback in the red zone. The irony is Dak Prescott got hurt running. But, let's ignore that for a quick second. What I mean is, they were two drastically different quarterbacks. And you do have to accommodate for that in the playbook. The guys we're throwing out there don't necessarily represent a Dak Prescott style of quarterback, except for maybe the RG3 who's retired, Tyrod Taylor or such. But at this point, I'm not being picky. I just want a guy that can come here and push Garrett Gilbert. AC said exactly what I'm saying. Your backup needs to have a similar style to your starter. I'm, a, I'm, the belie- I'm of belief of that. Ooh. Mariota, I love that one. I love that one. Yeah, Miss Jackie. Yeah, Miss Jackie. Ben DiNucci is is not having a fantastic camp. I'm rooting for Ben. I'm rooting for everybody here. I'm rooting for everybody, but I'm really rooting for Ben, and not because he was on the show last year. He's just a good dude. Um, I, he has some. He has something to him. He, he does have a it factor to him. But I don't care if you got it fact, you gotta be able to throw the rock. You gotta you gotta have the skill. So I don't know that he has the skill just quite yet. I don't think he has a skill. But uh Miss Jackie says Ben DiNucci, even Vach said, also Jeff C. Kavanaugh, 
that he's been horrible. So uh, stop. So stop keeping guys as pet cats. We we need real possibilities. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you can't keep rolling with the this is my guy type of theory. You can't do that. In fact, I mean I, I don't mean to go off sideways here, but I believe it was one of the linebackers for one of the linebackers for the Cardinals. Xavier Collins got drafted, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I read this story yesterday. The coach told, oh, "Who is the linebacker? He used to play for the Eagles, y'all. He took out Romo, I think, one year. He was pretty good, Texas kid. I think the coach told him he's not going to be the starter because they drafted Xavier Collins, and former players just ate up the Cardinals. How can you bring in that?" kind of attitude to your team that's no competition that's no competition that's a that's my guy so he's going to play no matter what type of thing and that's going to affect that locker room in my opinion and I'm hoping it doesn't trickle down here granted Ben DiNucci's so far down on the totem pole or high depending if you really know what totem pole is he's so far down on the list that it couldn't it may not affect that the team at all one iota but what happens when last year, when it did affect the guys at the top, and I'll bring it all the way back, I'll bring it all the way back to this guy. This guy right here. What did he say? He felt that he did not get a fair shake because of favoritism. <clears throat> and it was obvious. We all were asking, why isn't Randy Gregory playing over Alden Smith, over Dorrance Armstrong, over whoever the hell was out there? He's a favoritism. Wasn't real competition. And I'm hoping that we get real competition here. And I think that in order to do that, you have to bring in another quarterback. Jordan Hicks. Yes. Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks was the guy. Miss Jackie says, did we learn anything from the mistakes from last year with Mike McCarthy? How many times do uh, does he think we get it? Brian Bradford, what about Jabril Cox and coverage on packages for tight ends? Yeah, if if LVE, and I don't want to derail Wednesday's show because I think we're going to talk about the linebackers on Wednesday, but I'll tell you this. I'll give you a sneak peek. You may not see much of Jabril, Jabril Cox because of number 55. Healthy. Healthy. You may not see him. You may not see him. All right, guys and ladies, ladies and gents, that will do it for the very first episode, the very, very first episode of A to Z Sports Live with your boy, Will Skywalker, still in the morning. I'm, I'm hyped up, man. This was fun. I, I absolutely love morning shows. I'm not sure if you if you guys are the type that wake up, turn on whatever the station is you turn on, be it your local station, be it the four-letter network, the three-letter network, um, the letter network with a number all those networks, right, and watch morning shows. But I've done that since I can remember all the way back to Mike and Mike days. And I just love starting my day with sports, uh, specifically sports morning shows. And what better, what better morning show than a Cowboys morning show? I know there's 105 through the fan, for sure. Absolutely understand that too. But here we'll give you a nice little hour or some change. And we're going to try to keep it that way because for those that come on to, that have been on this YouTube channel, they know that, I can go. We can go two, three hours. We can go all all night long. 
all night long, well, all morning long. But we're not going to do that. We're going to pace ourselves so that we make sure we have great quality content every single day. And for right now, as I'm going to show you guys this again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Central, here, A to Z Sports Live. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, A to Z Primetime with Mauricio Rodriguez, who you guys will get familiar with tomorrow evening. I'll have him, well, he'll have me on his show, and we'll talk, and we'll talk. Joseph says, I will take this over TV. Man, I appreciate that, brother. I really, really do. I really appreciate that, man. Ready Red says, uh, Fact Sky Cowboys and Coffee. Not bad at, bro. I like this vibe for mornings. Thanks, man. Thanks. We're, we'll get, we'll work at it. We'll work at it. We'll get it better. We'll have a, uh, you know me. I'm always trying to be, make things better. I'm always trying to take things to the next level, as you can see down here. Uh, but make sure you guys check out AtoZSportsDallas.com. Uh, my actual, my welcome article is up there and a, and a, a, a host of amazing articles from uh, the A to Z sports team uh, is up there as well. And I'll be featuring some of those articles on this show. I will. And uh, more guests. We want to thank DB for coming through. Let me give a shout out to DB right quick, man. Appreciate you coming through, dog. <laughs> DJ Dog says, good to have Skywalker back. It feels great to be back. This is really the first show that the real first show uh, since returning from the hiatus. And you guys, I told you guys on Friday about that. And I also want to thank Facebook, you know, and Twitter. It's the first time I've been live on Twitter, but Facebook, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, make us part of your mornings. Make us part of your mornings. Well, that's an interesting hashtag. Rika, mute the mainstream. Ooh. I don't like to call for stuff like that, but I'm going to tell you this, Rika. The reason why I decided to get in front of the camera and on the microphone and things like that is because I did not believe the mainstream media was covering the Cowboys correctly. I just didn't. So I felt like we needed voices that actually talked about the real situations going on down in Dallas and not the fluff stuff or the stuff that's just going to generate clicks. Um, that's not what this show is going to be about. And y'all know that. Y'all know that. All right, guys. Time to press this button. Make sure y'all check us out tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. A to Z Sports Prime Time, Mauricio. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. And every morning soon, I'll be back Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central. You guys have been great. Love you. Make sure you guys be safe, be kind, and be loved. Peace.